छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely. I'm Rias Hall. So, Rias, what have you been watching lately? Um, let's see. Lately, um, I've been watching some terrible stuff and some good stuff. Um, I'm excited last for Last night, I watched a movie called Demon Wind. And I watched it because I hadn't seen it before, and because it was one of those Joe Bob goes to the drive-ins, oh. and I really like um, Joe Bob. Yeah. Well, his other character, John Bloom, who's his real name, is a great film scholar and has written some really good books. And also, Joe Bob's a lot of fun and has been a part of my life since I was a child. So I watched Demon Wind and it was terrible. It was... <laughs> I don't know if it came out before Evil Dead, but oh my god, that movie wanted to be Evil Dead. It tried so hard and it failed so badly. Yeah. It was just awful. You know, normally you send like four or five kids into the spooky place to get killed off one by one. This had like ten people wandering around this cabin in the woods. And they were all, you couldn't tell them apart. Additionally, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, At I one point, some quippy comment to one of their lost. friends shows up and he's in a convertible wearing a cape and doing magic tricks for no reason. No reason. It is, <laughs> it is ridiculous, but I really enjoyed watching it and having Joe Bob come in and remind yeah. me that, yes, this movie is ridiculous. Um, I also watched the new Suspiria, which is nothing like the old Suspiria, except that it kind of takes place in a dance school, and there's some witches. Um, I've heard it's kind of like the the trilogy, all kind of like in one. Not really, but, but so I, it has a lot more of the elements of the trilogy. Uh-huh. You might actually, like the... The Argento trilogy, those films don't hook up in any way. Yeah. They're... It's in thought only. I'm not a Jalo <laughs> fan. I'm sorry if you are a Jalo fan. I'm not insulting you. Just not my thing. Yeah. They're slow moving. Um, I do enjoy sus- the original Suspiria, but that's because it's cool and trippy looking. Yeah. More so than because it has a cohesive or coherent plot. So what did you think of the new Suspiria? The new one has a cohesive and coherent plot. Um, it ended up at the end turning out to be super feminist, which I did not see coming. Throughout the film, um, I really liked that the the ending is not at all what I thought it would be from the rest of the film. Okay, I don't really want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but it's worth the trip. Of but the it entire is worth film. the trip of the film. Okay, so so there's I just, that. You know, my thing with it was is you know when I. I've, I've talked about it in the past. I had talked about it a little bit. It was too slow for you and you it, weren't into it. And, you know, I like me some slow films, but when I pause it at that one hour mark and there's an hour and a half left, I have to have a bigger investment than I did. And I just Yeah, didn't. but that last half hour is cr- crazy. Well, it's on but, Amazon So Prime, if you make so, it through there. Yeah. Yeah. It is on Amazon Prime. So if what was holding you back from watching it was having to rent it, um, it's not an issue for those who are looking for good streaming horror to watch. I'm not sure I would call it good streaming horror. Some people think it's the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. I enjoyed it for what it is. Yeah. Um, it's not something I'm going to rush out and buy. But you enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it, and I would certainly rewatch it yeah. at some point. Okay. And pay more attention. <laughs> so I watched that. I watched a movie called Origin Story. And Origin Story is a documentary by this woman named Kulop, Kulop Vilisek. And um, it's about her f- 
finding out at the age of 14 that the man who raised her, who was this huge legend in his in the family for helping their mother escape from Laos, wasn't her father. Hmm. Her mother told her this in a fight. I don't know why you're sticking up for him. He's not your real father. And it destroy it. it <laughs> I didn't destroy her life, but it, it, it really, really messed her up. Yeah. And this is a movie about her going and trying to find out who is her father. And it's got some amazing stuff in it. There were, there was this family in I think, maybe Minnesota. I think Minnesota that sponsored them that mm-hmm. brought them over. There's a huge Hmong community in Minnesota. Yeah. There's a huge in yeah. yeah that brought them over as a family and let them live in their house and helped helped raise their kids. Yeah. And it was for me. I really liked that element of it because the because the amount of kindness in those people yeah. when they go she goes back and interviews them later and they talk about how much they loved her when she was a baby. Yeah. And um her relationship with her mother is very very problematic. Yeah. Um she at the time she starts making the documentary they are not speaking. Um and her mom was very abusive to her and very cruel to her. But later, they inter- they she's able to get her mom to be in the documentary, and they talk about what her story was and mm-hmm. her history. And I'm sure it's horrible. I mean, she's... and it's kind of it, it's really fascinating. And yeah, yeah. She came and out at of the war, and I mean, and at the end, she has a relationship with her mom. Yeah, it's not a great loving relationship, but they're at least speaking. Yeah, and she, more importantly, she never felt like she knew her place in the world. And through the documentary, she kind of centers herself Mm -hmm. and comes to know who she is. And it's really beautiful. I really liked watching it. It made me cry. It really hit me as I'm, like, looking through the stuff that I've been watching lately is I haven't found any documentaries lately. I just, I... I need need to search out more documentaries, I think is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, I watched Sad Vacation, The Last Days of Sid and Nancy. It was bleak as one might expect. <laughs> Surprising no one. <laughs> but it's the only documentary I've seen where they had other women talking about Nancy. It's usually men talking about how awful she is. And the fact that she had female friends that that supported her and were with yeah. her. It kind of, it didn't completely change my opinion of her. Because, I mean, we know what she was like because we've seen films of her and... But it softened her a little bit, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Humanized and her a little bit. Plus, she was, what, 21 years old and she yeah. got murdered. And no matter how annoying you are, nobody deserves that. Yeah. And and it, it's like we forget at times that what, what crazy circumstance that they're in and that they are really young and that you're not going to make, regardless of who you are, probably you're not making the best decisions of your life. No. At that point. So that was really, that one was really interesting. There's a great timeline of the murder where they talk about every single person who was in the room that night and who could have done it. Um, most people, everyone that knows, no one who knew Sid thinks he could have done it. It could have been a drug dealer. It could have been Sid. You'll never, no one's ever going to really know. No. Yeah. Um, but it was a fascinating documentary. Um, and I saw a movie called Wonderstruck, by which is, I'm not sure if it, it's Todd Haynes' most recent movie, I think. Um, and it's a kid's, well, it's a movie about children, but it's a drama, so it's kind of a kid's movie. You could absolutely watch it with a kid, and I would recommend that. But it's not like a, there's no comedy elements to it. Yeah. It's just this beautiful story about this little girl in 1927 who runs away from her family and goes to New York, and then a little boy in 1997 who runs away from his family and goes to New York. And their timelines, and it kind of cuts back and forth. Her life is black and white, and his life is in color. So it's setting from, like, the 20s to the 70s. And it's really beautiful and really sweet and really magical. Yeah, it's got the uh, Um, little girl from A Quiet Place uh who's actually deaf. And um, Julianne Moore is in it, Aww. and like she's that. amazing in everything. Um, so even if you, I don't have kids, and I just watched it because it was the only Todd Haynes movie I haven't seen, and I absolutely loved it and recommend it to anyone. It's just 
a beautiful. Yep. I absolutely plan on watching it. A beautiful, out. sweet piece of artwork that I love. So there's that. What have you been watching lately? Well, I have what we watched together. Um, I rented uh, We Have Always Lived in the Castle, which is having a limited theatrical le- release right now. And we had planned to go see it in the theater, but um, my ability to um, buy the tickets kept failing. <laughs> that theater doesn't have online ticket sales. They, it, it says, it says so they the do on their website, they but they don't. don't. They don't work. Um, <laughs> that theater is going to be out of business within the next few yeah. months, unfortunately. Unfortunately, so so, you know, I know I looked online and saw that it was um, selling on on Amazon and promptly bought it, and it was we had a movie beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. We had um, uh, had everybody here for our normal Friday night horror movie, and I thought it was a good interpretation of the book. It was a very good adaptation of the book. Um, Some of the things when I saw the trailer, I was kind of annoyed by. But, like, I didn't think that Uncle Julian would be Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. I thought of him as kind of a frail, elderly man. But Crispin Glover is he, so good in that he's role. He's fantastic, and he lives I, that Now, I, I can't imagine anyone else being as good in that role as he was. Yep. And I'm not, like, a huge Crispin Glover fan, but... Yeah, no, it's... He can if, nail it when he needs to. You know, if you like kind of... Um, I mean, how do you even describe it's? It's Shirley Jackson who also. It's a story about a young girl and her older sister who live in a giant mansion house, and everyone with in their the family with their with their uncle who is in a wheelchair, and everyone in the family other than those three were were poisoned. murdered, were mm-hmm. poisoned, and it's kind of the story about how. Like, she goes into town and everyone in town hates her. Hates them because her family was very affluent, but also because they believed that her sister poisoned everybody and she wasn't, she wasn't, she, she was served no tried. time. She, she was tried, but she never went to jail for it. And so they're very So the angry. townsfolk hate them. Yes. And so in the, you've got two you know, very young women. All right. And it's also and about the class struggle because they live in the huge, board, gorgeous gothic mansion on the hill. And their father was just a terrible person. Yes, just horrible. And he was cruel to the townspeople. And cruel to them. And cruel to them, but the townspeople remember that, and they hate his family. Yeah, to them, the children, you know, personified uh, a family that they hate. Exactly. Um, So, but it's it's a fantastic telling of it. Only the young girl can go into town because the other one is agoraphobic. Yep. And it's and, a beautiful movie. And it Uncle was Julian, well, yeah, is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And at Uncle this point. Julian can't go into town because he's in a wheelchair, and his brains aren't as aren't what they once were. So I, we both highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, been watching a lot of television lately. I watched the entirety of the first season of Umbrella Academy, which uh, Jim and I really enjoyed. Oh, I liked that too. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I, I enjoyed it enough that I, I almost want to seek out, uh, the actual comic books, uh, that it's, that it's drawn from, uh, still working our way through the expanse. And, um, I mentioned on the last podcast that I was watching Chernobyl and they have three, it's three episodes. It's only going to be a, it's a six episode mini series, um, on HBO. So again, I just state that if you, you know, were holding on to um, HBO with watching Game of Thrones, it's, it's, it is heavy and it is, um, it is everything that you would imagine viewing what happened at Chernobyl. It's, it's graphic, it's disturbing, um, but it is an amazingly told story. It's, it's gorgeous in a way. Oh yeah, the cinematography is Excellent. I mean, I've only seen trailers for it, but yeah. It's just, it is fucking fantastic, and I really, really recommend it to anybody who is at all interested in it. Um, For films, I went into the theater and saw John Wick 3, which is like a, Mm. (laughs) it is like a 90-minute action scene with a light dusting of plot across the top. The John Wick films don't really go out of, don't need too much story. No. They're amazing for what they are. But it was... I've only seen the first one. It was incredible. It was... 
it was fun. There was only a couple of the fight scenes which felt like they had really kind of gone on a little bit too long. But um, everybody in it is fantastic. And it kind of reestablished the love I had from it after the first movie because I was kind of disappointed with the second film. Uh, so we, it, that night we came home and watched watched the first one all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, super fun. A lot of fun. Um, in horror, I watched uh, Bad Dreams from 1988. Oh, I love that movie. It is... <laughs> It's like a perfect bite of, of 1988. And it's like you will spot actor after actor that if you've watched, mm-hmm. spent any time at all watching 80s horror. Um, You'll what recognize is, everybody. Yes. And what is that one, the one that you love? You can't remember his name. Oh, um, <laughs> I was praying you would not ask me It's that. too late. I already asked you, <laughs> but I'll look it up. I can't spell for shit. <laughs> It's two words. Bad you, and dreams. You, That's eight letters. Surely you can get them in the right order. You would think, but apparently Richard Lynch. <laughs> Richard Lynch. Is okay. just fantastic. Richard um, Lynch is great. Um, he's one of my favorite B-movie actors of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Roger Corman movie called Death Sport that has Richard Lynch in it as the villain, because he always played the villain. Cause he's he got ha- a face made for villainy. He got burned really bad at some point. Mm-hmm. He did acid and set himself on fire, like you do. Sometimes, yes. Um, and it kind of got him a lot of villain roles, but he was really a good actor. And in Death Sport, they have to, he has to fight with these big lucite swords. They're fighting with these big transparent plastic swords, but they had to invent a new fighting style because the swords are ridiculously long. And also, if they touched each other, they would get scratched and they couldn't use them in the rest of the movie. So there's a lot of close-ups. It's uh, him and um, Carradine. Not John Carradine. David Carradine. Yeah. Yeah, David Carradine's the one that's in all of the Corman films. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend if you're looking for a little post-apocalyptic romp, Death Sport. They had to go back and refilm a scene because it didn't have enough nudity in it. So now there's like a Playboy. <laughs> so there's like a, a Playboy Playmate in a room full of Christmas lights. And allegedly they electric shock her if she touches them. But it is clearly just a girl in a room full of Christmas lights. <laughs> Near and dear to my heart. And the only other thing that I went and saw is uh, we went uh, took Tecla to go see uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. No, that which, sounds fun. I have not seen it yet. It was utterly ridiculous. Um, That's what I and, want. And very sweet. So I enjoyed it an yeah. awful lot. I do not expect it to be the Citizen Kane of Pikachu movies, of Pokemon <laughs> flicks. Well, but it, it might be of Pikachu movies. It could be. <laughs> so, um... We decided to do uh, kind of a a horror tour of uh, pretty much the UK, focusing on uh, England, Scotland, and Ireland, and uh, kind of our favorite movies. It's like, once you know we did our folk horror, it's like you start watching a lot of those, and there's like so many really, really really good ones. Um, One of the things I chose to do was I didn't really go with many of the Hammer films, Mm -hmm. Because I figure anyone who's listening to this is familiar with Hammer Studios. um, Knows that they made amazing horror films in the 60s and 70s. And has probably sought them out or seen them. Mm -hmm. And so many of the films that I personally love are from that era that I felt like I was overbalancing my list. Mm -hmm. So I kind of left them off. But if you're wanting to get into Hammer horror films, I would strongly recommend Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. I believe it's the second or third Dracula film with Christopher Lee in it. It's super fun. And um, and Frankenstein created woman. Because Hammer Studios was very concerned about stepping on the universal monsters. So they made sure that their Frankenstein films weren't about the hor- body horror. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the universal horror was he's made of dead of corpses sewn together. Mm-hmm. Um, the British Frankenstein films are much more interested with the brain and the soul. Can you put the soul of a woman, a man into the body of a woman, etc. So, so Frankenstein created woman, it, it's really interesting that way. Um... And it's a great comparison to, like, The Bride of Frankenstein. So I do love all those. I just chose not to focus on them as much because 
there's so many other gems out there that are totally worth seeing. Um, do you have anything that uh, you don't feel like you've touched on in other episodes before that you'd like to bring up? Kind Some of movies? Froth them up to the top of the list? Um, well, my list is done by year. And I know... You were very organized. <laughs> no, I wrote them all up. It's a long story. Okay. I did not mean for my list to go by year, but then I wrote the first three movies down, and then I realized after, as I was transferring into this notebook, these are almost in order. And that's how it <laughs> happened. Uh, the first one I have is 1957 Night of the Demon, which is released in the UK under the name Curse of the Demon. Curse of the Demon is 83 minutes long and has the demon showing up at the end on screen. Night of the Demon is 95 minutes long. That's the British version. Um, both of them are... I, I really like both of them. It's just I can't believe they're not on my list because I love them. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. They're based on a story by um, M.R. James called Casting the Runes. And the line in the Rocky Horror Picture Show where it says Dana Andrews said runes, prunes gave him the runes. That's the movie where uh, Dana Andrews <laughs> gets the runes. Um, also, it's really an interesting movie about... It's tense. It's intense. Yeah, it's... There's not much seeing monsters, but it is an intense film to watch. Yeah. And it ties in really well with the next film on my list, which was... Um, Burn Witch Burn, Never which seen is that. similar in that they're both about magic. They're both set in small English, in closed areas in England. One is this guy's, this Aleister Crowley type guy's home, and one is a college. Okay. Burn Witch Burn is set in a college, and I have talked about it in the past, but it's really good, and it's like I think only like seventy minutes long or something. It's a super short movie. But very intense horror film. I, you know, um, I might even just let you, because my stuff's all really modern. So all of oh, mine's going to be. I have some modern stuff, but most of my stuff is old stuff because I'm an old lady. I'm old. <laughs> um, I think we're hitting. I don't. I just really want to recommend. The haunting still because I know in the horror oh, yeah. community it's 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 always held up as this you know it it is just a, a wonderful movie but it's and I don't know how many younger people listen to the podcast I know but that when I taught the haunting in my gothic film class there were a bunch of people who'd never seen it before so I just wanted to bring it up because it is one of my favorite movies and it's it it is just a study in. Having crinolines. <laughs> it's just one of the things. It's one of the delights we bring is the Russell, Russell, Russell of crinolines. <laughs> um, in, a, in a movie that is is frightening and dramatic, but doesn't show very much. Mm -hmm. And is still I, pretty scary at points. I think of it, and I think of it in The Innocence a lot as being kind of also similar movies. This. Yeah. Because they're both about women under and you don't know if the women are going crazy or if the atmosphere is is crazy so you don't really know what's happening mm -hmm. um and that's another one that i just yeah. really really heartily recommend yeah those are both absolutely great and i love them both very much but those are the horror films where you don't see a monster you don't see somebody being chased but you slowly the idea slowly dawns on you about what's happening, mm -hmm. and I really like that. Uh, kind of, because everything else that I have is kind of a little bit more modern. I'm going to mention the last one that I have that's kind of earlier than that, which is from uh, 1978. I have The Legacy. Um, oh, I forgot about The Legacy. I forgot I, that was a British film. I hold a fondness. The, I'm the, very fond of it. it. I like any movie where the woman at the end is like, oh, crap, I got powers. Yes. I'm in favor of women with powers. Yeah. Uh, I saw The Legacy and I saw Let Us Pray in the same year. And it was a year that I really needed movies like yeah. that. Where women are offered um, absolute power. And instead of going, oh, no, I, I couldn't. They go, yes, 
Yes, yeah, I can. give me that. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot because a lot of the time, especially in horror films, women aren't given power; it's taken away from them. Or, the, or if they get a chance at power, they run screaming because, oh no, it's evil. Or it turns them immediately evil because, mm-hmm. wow, having power is just too much for because our women. We can't handle power. Minds. No. <laughs> Uh, Well, I'm going to have you do some of your... Um, I've got The Wicker Man from 73. We've talked about that at length in the folk horror thing, but it's on my list because it's one of my favorites. Um, I've got Hellraiser, which was groundbreaking. And yes, there's like... We're on like Hellraiser 16 now, and they're pretty much universally bad after the first two or possibly three. Yeah, there's three little, has its there's supporters. Bit, there's a little bit to love with you know a couple of the later ones, but they're not. No, good. they're not good. But and the first Hellraiser movie is amazing, and the second and one. I, I the really second one. Second one too. I like the second one too. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go with Hellraiser. Um, a favorite of mine that is reviled that no one likes except me and maybe three people is um, Ken Russell's Lair of the White Worm. Jim also loves Lair of the White Worm. And he Yee, wanted so me. Fun. Yeah. I I appreciated parts. <laughs> it made me want to have a caftan. I know. I still want a caftan. <laughs> and then, you know, while I'm drowning people in my like, In your hot tub sex- while carrying your giant demon skull around? Yes, and that somebody knocks and I can just go fuck. That demon skull is built over a cow's skull. <laughs> Things that you know. <laughs> oh, no. I, I have designs for it. I want to make one, but I just don't have... I'm not sure what materials I need to use. You will find a way. You make beautiful things. Yeah. I think the one in the movie is paper mache of some sort. Yeah. Over a cow skull. But, nonetheless. So I'm going to have you... Until we get uh, a little bit more modern. 92, I've got Ghost Watch. Have you watched Ghost Watch? I have, with Mr. because Pipes? they have it on Shudder now. And, you know, I was watching it, and I know that there is a lot about Ghost Watch that I think was very, very popular because it was their, um, what was the U.S. one that it was based uh, that Where they thought it was real. I, I can't remember. I don't know. I didn't know there was a U.S. one. Well, it's not Ghost Watch, but where they right. did a radio production. And anyway, War of the with, Worlds. With the aliens. With War You're of the Worlds. You're thinking of War of the Worlds. Yes, which leapt right out of my head. But, because they were using real broadcasters. Um, yeah, and, that's what and Ghost it was Watch done, was. It, yeah. was a, it was a Halloween night pro- broadcast. They've got all the regular BBC presenters. Yep. We're going to go to a real haunted house. It's going to be spooky. And then things start going wrong. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is is I, I have a feeling that that beginning, for people that were in England, it drew, it drew you in a lot more because you recognized right, everybody. Right, because you grew up and these were like your nightly newscasters. Yeah, that they're Dan things. Rather. Right. And so, so I'm watching we, it, I'm like, uh. But the point is, when that starts to get really Weird and weird and scary. It does it really amazingly well. It does. And I am kind of angry that I didn't get to be damaged by it as a child, (laughs) as many British children did. Um, But there's a show called Inside Number... I think it's Inside Number Nine that has an episode where they're, they're supposed to be doing a live Halloween episode of the show. And things go wrong during the filming... And it's very much a ghost watch situation um, that I really enjoyed. So let's see here. Um, Um, I'm going to bring up one that it isn't. It isn't on par with the other things that we've we've mentioned, but it's out of the UK. Uh, um, there's a couple of them that I I think they might be filmed in a couple of different countries because uh-huh. they don't give any. They're just like right. Sometimes UK. they're like lottery films, so yeah, yeah, they don't tell you. So there is a film that I'm just really charmed by, um, and it's called uh, The Awakening, and uh, it opens with a woman who does. Um, she's a skeptic. Oh and right, and a, she and goes a to a haunted house. Yeah, and it's set during like around the twenties because yeah. it was paranormal and having paranormal people come in or do seances and the sort. Right, that's was what very, you did. Very popular, and she would. That's because of World War One. Really, because, because so many bodies, because so many bodies didn't come home mm. from World War One, it gave rise to a lot of spiritualism, both here 
here it kind of started after the Civil War, yeah. but in Europe it really caught on after World War One because so many people were never coming back, and, they and never, how do and we yeah. can never get closure? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I always thought it was really interesting because there was a couple of them that got very famous. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but anyway, she's a debunker, and so she goes um, to. Here's a, a story of a haunting, and it kind of it flips it around at the end and goes a slightly different way with the story, and I really enjoyed it. I liked it. It's a gothic, yep. so there's going to be a big manor house and lots of fog, mm-hmm. but I enjoy manor houses and fog, and if you do too, it's, it's for you. Kind of it movie. is kind of a thing I it's like. It's got a spooky dollhouse in it. It does. Oh my god, I do, I do adore a good spooky dollhouse. I really do, especially if it's like a replica of the house in random, like stuff. in Hereditary. Oh god, so terrifying. Oh yeah, and I kind of want to watch that. I still haven't. I, I bought it, but we haven't watched it. That uh, Laplace's Demon. That uh, oh yeah yeah language, yeah, where they're like. It's wait, it's moving as we're moving, and it is. I haven't very seen stylized. that one. I bought it. I was thinking of Von Diemen's Land, the Australian one that guy said was good, but I don't trust him. I don't trust you, guy on panel, because all, all the, the other Australian horror movies, movies that you liked from Australia were they were gritty, well, and, pretty gritty. Yeah, they were your basic uh, the, 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 Henry he, Porter serial killer yes, type and, horror, and, uh, which has its place, but it's not mine. Yeah, my is the, the real villain is is humans and the people. Yeah. Uh, let's um, going for the comedy route. Uh, I'm always going to bring up uh, Grabbers out of Ireland, which I, I like to. Laugh that one, I am actually going to watch that at some point. I've been in the mood to watch a horror comedy. Maybe I will see if that's anywhere I can get it's to it. Very silly, and I will look to see if I have it on disc because I think I do. Okay. Uh, and it, I feel, always feel kind of bad because, you know, when Jim and I are tossing about, I, I miss I miss video stores because going to the video store and wandering around looking for a I know well, scarecrow exists. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> I understand. But I miss my childhood memories of, of video stores where it was like a family event to go to the oh, video yeah. store, and I feel like I there's times where I get so angry 45 minutes into looking for something to watch on all of the different oh my god formats it's exhausting because we don't have a group that curates that for us no um which is one of the wonderful things about shutter is they actually have somebody who really cares who's curating uh their catalog but i only get shutter on the website and it does nothing I mean, I only get Shutter through Amazon, and it's not it's on the less, website. Yeah, it's, it's less, less movies and less curated, and you're yeah. just kind of here's your four options. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm actually thinking because the reason why I wasn't using the Roku channel because I I do all my streaming media through a Roku through my television, and I wasn't putting it on through the Roku channel, which has the greater curation to mm-hmm. categories and also recommendations. They'll have, uh, yeah, they'll have so and so's recommendations. Um, is because it was a lot harder to cancel, and I I if I hit a point where I've had a right, couple months like, where I haven't watched anything, I'll cancel it. Until right, they and break. I go through it almost every day looking for stuff to watch, so it does not take me very long to get through everything that, you that actually is want to on watch. Amazon, yeah. on Shudder, that I want to watch, because there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to watch. Yeah. Um, also out of Ireland, uh, I have just a favorite that I've mentioned a bunch of times is Citadel. Uh, which oh, is yeah, yeah did we talk about that recently? Talked about it on the podcast, or not recently. on the podcast, but uh, we talked Somewhere. about it on um, at Crypticon. Uh, Citadel is a young father who it has a older than a baby baby, but um, less than a toddler, and his wife was murdered by like a roving uh, gang of of kind of young teenagers that were in his area and uh, killed her but they were able to save the baby and he's and since that point has become very agoraphobic um and he you know they live in kind of a projects area where they've got all these high rises and then it's just a right. very um set away from everything area so he's just kind of stuck there um and hijinks ensue and it's very claustrophobic very gray um, mm-hmm. and it uh, is another one of those films where you think you know where it's going and it does take this turn. Where the color, the color palette in that film is basically concrete. Yes. And, uh, it's just very dire and you feel just as claustrophobic as he does. 
Uh, so I'm going to lob that back to you. for. Um, I've got a couple of Scottish films by the same director. One of them, 28 Days Later. Mm. One of them, Shallow Grave, which a lot of people think of as a suspense film. Mm-hmm. I think of it as, for me, it is scarier than 28 Days Later. Shallow Grave is about the horror that comes when someone you're very close to, your like your roommate, goes crazy and turns on you. And there's nothing you can do because now he lives in the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and that that is, an, um, I think, an amazing horror film that most people think of as, oh, it's a suspense film thriller. or it's a mystery film or it's a thriller. But to me, that... The Christopher horror of Eccleston, someone who's in your house. Christopher Eccleston drilling holes through my ceiling so he can spy on me and make sure I'm not trying to take his money. Terrifying. That's nightmare fodder right there. And I have not seen it since it came out because I remember the ad campaign that they did. Yeah. Was fantastic. Of Because don't they already have three people living there and they bring in... Right. They have three they roommates and roommate. they're getting a fourth roommate. The fourth roommate comes in... He's got a suitcase, and he dies. And so and the ad campaign for it yeah. has them interviewing potential roommates, and they are which is also a scene in the movie, and, and it is hysterical and just perfection because yeah. it's yeah. Ian McGregor too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and oh, Nicholson, and I'm trying to remember, the remember the woman's name. name. Ah. But uh, no, I remember. I'm a bad feminist. I'm very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, just since we, you mentioned Scotland, I'm going to bring up a couple of little favorites. I Good. love Under the Skin. Uh, Under the Skin is not going to be for everyone. Um, it is. Um, I don't think Johansson. it's for me. It's all right. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but but you're I'm pretty judging it it's not. in advance, saying probably not for me. So it's uh, Scarlett Johansson. It starts out the movie, and she. It is made very clear that she is not of this earth, and. And she is kind of traveling around Scotland and feeding on men uh, that she finds and kind of lures back. And there's these very otherworldly moments where she's leading them into these black rooms. And as they're following her, it's like everything's mirrored in black, like you're walking on glassy oil. And the men will just start sinking into the oil. And then they just disappear. And you have these moments where you're almost underwater with them where they're deflated and and devoured almost and then she just kind of goes on with her life and there are these moments that she does things that are so not they're they're very i mean if if you knew somebody who was didn't have contact with their feelings if they were actually like a sociopath or psychopath where they're like they can't feel and and relate to humanity where they do things that are just so cruel but without any like there's no relishing in ill intent it's just inhuman it's just right it's right like i kind of got that feeling that that's what they were going for with david bowie and the man who fell to earth yeah yeah i mean very much an alien who a little bit of alien yeah and the soundtrack is really eerie and discordant and almost seems like a part of the movie that is just as much of a character um on a lighter note uh anna and the apocalypse which we just watched also out right. of scotland delightfully we have fun. talked about that i think and mm-hmm. we did like it and highly recommend it as a great christmas film oh, to yeah. bring on your family <laughs> and then, i'm waiting for christmas to show it to my boyfriend <laughs> and then i'm always going to mention uh let us pray because again I fucking love that movie, but I'm in Scotland right now, so I'm going to throw that out there. Um, also in Scotland, a werewolf movie called Dog Soldiers. Oh, Dog Soldiers, so good. So good. Um, a group of, I guess they're kind of, are they military? Or are they like ROTC group? something? They're like a, mil- a group of military dudes going through the woods, and they find this abandoned cabin. And there's a big pot of stew cooking on it. And they're like... And as it continues, it turns out that these parts, these parts of the woods are owned by a family of werewolves. And they are cool-looking, long-leggedy, rubber-suit werewolves, like God intended. 
And you I know, just really, it, it's super violent. There's a beautiful Blu-ray of it came, that came out a couple of years ago, and I, I bought it, but I haven't watched it's It's been a good few number of years, so yeah, I should I probably seen show it, it for I haven't seen it in years either. We should probably rewatch yeah. it. But I really like it. Um, I saw it at SIF at a midnight movie, and I think it was, no, it couldn't have been a double feature at midnight, but it was the same year that I saw Cabin Fever. Oh. I know that. <laughs> Um, movies that uh, don't really give a specific... I, I got mine just kind of broken down by country. Uh, that just are, like, filmed in the UK. Uh, we have The Ritual, which just came out a couple of years ago as a Netflix original. That's on my list. And it's just gorgeous. It's just It has the gorgeous. best creature design. That monster is so scary and so otherworldly and what is that part doing there that's not where that uh oh oh yeah <laughs> oh are those eyes because that's not where the eyes go <laughs> and and the that village thing that is they find terrifying in the woods is the village equally... of people that worship it because it holds them in thrall yeah so good so fucking wonderful and you know it's wonderful because it takes a group of men um and th- that are going through a huge amount of grief over the loss and murder right. of one of their friends. One of their friends has died and they're going on this nature hike because it's what their friend wanted to do with them. And now he's no longer here, so they're going to do it without him, even though they are not outdoorsmen. No. They are in no way prepared for... The extent yeah. of this hike. I mean, they're really like day hikers. They should not... They should not be going on a four-day <laughs> trek through the highlands of Scotland. But it's just... And it's, if they are, they should stay on the path. And they don't. And they don't. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't. I've uh, got the a, descent. The descent I have on here, which I almost didn't bring up because it's just one of those movies that's so very popular. Like that, you think it, everyone but, has seen it. But if you haven't, it's terrifying. It's really good. It's a horror movie with a cast. I don't think there are any men in it. It's mm-hmm. like a woman and it, about a group of women who go caving, and it turns out that things are not good. Yeah, both emotionally because they have they have infighting and issues between them mm-hmm. but also because there's some kind of troglodyte things living in the caves that want to kill and eat them and it is another situation where um it's it's very like the ritual for a lot of the same reasons but it in the same way that the creature design in the ritual is absolutely terrifying the creature design and the peril, because they're spelunking, which is basically... Right, so it's really scary because and they... claustrophobic. They do a great job of making you claustrophobic while you're watching that movie. Mm-hmm. The close-ups, the way that the rock is pressing down on them, and you can almost feel it just from the way it looks, mm-hmm. is great. Um, I've also got Attack the Block. We all love Attack the Block. But. It is so much fun. Fun and it kicks you like in the feels junk. It's just it does. It's about these these youngish teenage kids. You know, it's very fighting very... to save the fighting to save themselves mostly. Yeah, and these the monsters are so great looking because they're just darkness with fangs. Yeah, that you know you don't they get open a good up, look at them. Yeah, all you, you just, see is the eyes and fangs, and mm-hmm. it's just terrifying. And the space, and you see the fangs spreading, so you just see this darkness surrounded by teeth. Which is pretty much a primal fear for mm-hmm. many, many people. Yep. And it's almost dealing with the same kind of, like, situation that uh, you have in Citadel, where it's kind of a lower income, mm-hmm. you know, but they're all yeah, these Yeah, these aren't high the rich kids. These are kids who are riding around on their bicycles. Yep. And, 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 and singles who are, like, you know, renting their little apartments. And, uh-huh. yeah. And it's, but it's, so there's, like, kind of, like, this small community, in a sense, Right, it's is, like they all live in the same block yeah. house, basically. Yeah. And it's their block house, their block of buildings. And then there's an alien invasion. And, and absolutely just fucking watch it because it's just a delight. It it's, is a delight. It's a good horror movie. It's a good fun horror movie that you can watch with friends and there's nothing super graphic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really like that movie. Um, I've got an Irish film called Wakewood. Wakewood is just absolutely creepy, and I always kind of can. Nope, nope. I w- I'm not going to confuse it. Um, Wakewood is it. It opens with a pretty 
frightening child death. I mean, that's right. The whole These people, gist of the whole movie. It's like Pet Cemetery, except with folk horror. Yes. They, their child dies. They go to this town, and is it Timothy Spall? Yeah, Timothy Spall is the mayor, and he says, "We can help you with that." There are things that can be done to bring your child back to life, but only for a few days. And then you have to follow and these you rules. Have to, you have to put them, you have to bring them back in three days. And they don't because they're so happy to have their daughter back. And it does a really good job of their showing their grief. Yeah. Even when the daughter is back and they're just holding her and smelling her hair and you're like... Oh my God! I understand how empty it was for them without this child. Yep. And even the glimpses you get of, you know, the hints when they're, you know, being exposed to what mm-hmm. could happen that they could get her back because there's another woman there who has her child. Right. Because they see another woman walking through town with her child. That they end up finding out that she had died, and they're right. like, "What the hell?" Yeah. But it's, it's a, I like it a lot. It it's is, a lower. It's a smaller film. Um, definitely firmly grounded in folk horror Mm -hmm. and not a lot, not like a fun laughing horror that you laugh at horror film, Mm -hmm. but a really good film. Yeah. And I only have one more film left on my list, but it is my all time favorite. And that is a dark song. Dark song is just fucking fantastic. Yeah. And it was funny because we've been talking about this movie a lot to Jill and we actually just rewatched the trailer for it, and it just refreshed like the how... dread of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's full. It fills you with dread, and it fills you with fear. It it it's about magic, but it's not Harry Potter magic. It's the kind of magic where you circle this house with a two foot line of salt. And you cannot leave the house for six months because you are spending all of your time meditating and concentrating and trying to bring this thing through. And putting the energy out to make this thing happen. Yeah. There are so many movies like this, and Wake Wakewood included in this, where they say, here's this magical thing that we can do. And then we have our thought, we have our, our scene where we're like doing mm-hmm. the prep work, and then it's time passes. Oh, they're here. And and Dark Song, this, dark is it song sweat and blood and... Other bodily fluids. It is... It is a marathon. It's a quiet... It's kind of a quiet movie, because only there's two people in the cast. But it gets under your skin. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up The Girl with All the Gifts, which I have not shown for Horror Movie Fridays, but I think I really, really need to. I was it not one that you enjoyed that much? I didn't like it that much. I didn't hate it, but I kind of saw there was a bunch of zombie movies, and it's a slightly yeah. different take. It on is zombies. a different take, and I enjoy. I appreciate that and enjoy it. It just wasn't wasn't entirely your bag. It was not entirely my bag. Uh, bringing up more horror comedies, I'm going to always bring up Severance. Uh, it's a they, it is a, a group of co-workers who go on a team-building retreat, and shit goes wrong, and it's funny as hell. And just the idea of, like, the horror of going yeah, on a... on a team retreat, that's scary enough. Yeah, yeah, I didn't find Severance that funny. It's lightly funny. It's blackly it, it, funny. It's a black comedy, but, it, but I saw it re- pretty... I had seen it after seeing Shaun of the Dead, which is hilarious. Hysterical. Yeah. It's a very different film than that. And it is a different <laughs> film than Shaun of the Dead, but it is a British horror comedy, and I yeah. felt like it hit some of the same notes, although it wasn't a zombie movie. I am just... I feel like a bunch of them I kind of mentioned in... Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff we've talked about before, because yeah. we like films from Yeah, because I and especially places. I love the folk horror stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think the only one that I'm going to mention then is, well, you know, I even mentioned it in my, um, my lesser known faves that I did with Jim, which is ghost stories, which I just, I feel like not enough people have seen that. You mean the, the movie with Fred Astaire in it? No. Not ghost story, ghost stories. Stories. Yes. It's the, uh, kind of almost anthology. Um, it just came out last year. And I don't know if you were here when we watched it, but basically... I absolutely was not. Uh, so it's um, this young man is, uh, again, it's kind of a skeptic where he uh, 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 
like people who he's claimed debunker. he's a debunker who you know he'll get people who are claiming to be psychics and he'll show how they're cheating people and he gets called off to this one guy who was also a debunker or a psychic and he said well if if you're a disbeliever i'm going to give you these three cases or four cases oh okay uh, that uh were the ones that stumped me and the ones that kind of proved to me that there's something else out there and he goes and starts researching them and it's got a twist at the end um and it is one it is a movie that has born rewatching multiple times for oh, me. Oh cool. I'm good. I and will watch it. it I is, believe I've seen it. It might be on Amazon Prime. Might be at this point. At I know this I, point, I had I know I've seen it go so, by on my screen yep. on something. I really enjoyed it. I think everything else is, you know, talked about the lodgers, I've talked about the hole in the ground, I've talked about the hollow, which is the changeling movie that I really enjoy. Yeah, I so, need to rewatch that. I didn't like it, but maybe but I wasn't paying strict attention when I've it was had on. I've stuff like that where you know, I'm just like, Where you maybe know. I'll watch it again and then I'll be like, oh, this is actually pretty we cool. We are multitaskers where there's a lot of time right. where we're watching things and right. doing other stuff. So I'm really glad that we took the chance to uh, revisit a lot of these and bring up, um, you know, we've kind of been doing a lot of stuff in the in England and Scotland and in that area doing yeah. the folk and, and things like that. But I, I like mentioning a bunch of these other ones that didn't get brought up with that. Yes, um, and we do want to do a podcast on international horror that is not from the UK. Mm-hmm. So just things from, you know, Australia, other places. Yeah. And we'll probably do that at some point. Absolutely. But um, until then, uh, talk to you guys in two weeks. Yay! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. See you in two weeks. <laughs> Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com, on Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at Facebook.com slash Don't Read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and fiends about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>